It is Friday, my favourite day of the week. Even though it's just like, what is the point in having a favourite day of the week? Because it all goes so quickly. You know what I mean? And they all just merge into one. Like, I'm happy because it's Friday because that means it's Saturday tomorrow. But then all of a sudden it's Monday again. And I don't know what to do with my life. And you know what? You might not actually even be listening to this on a Friday. So anything that I'm even saying now is totally irrelevant. Let's move straight on to the X. Here we go. Today's first ick says, he went to Disneyland as an adult with no kids, just his friend. It's quite far to go. I'm assuming he doesn't live in Paris or Florida, you know. Why aren't you going to Chessington or Thorpe Park? Or Alton Towers if you're from the north. You know what I mean? I don't understand. And I also think it does depend on what he did there. If he just went on rides, then that is absolutely cool, you know? But if he purchased Mickey Mouse ears and queued up for pictures with, I don't know, Pluto or Minnie or whatever, and got overexcited about, like, magical kingdoms, then he he does need to reevaluate his life and maybe go on a sex offender program. I don't know. Am I being a bitch? Is this like, I feel like people are going to tell me that grown men should be allowed to experience the joy of Disney at any age without being accused of committing sex offences against children and that I am actually conforming to toxic male stereotypes and I think actually I probably am. But this is what working in years of child protection does to you. It makes you cynical and jaded. You you have to forgive me for my mind instantly going to that this is horrific rather than just going, well, he's, he's an innocent man who just really likes Mickey Mouse. But anyway, this would give me the ick and I wouldn't allow him into my house. But anyway, good vibes to all of you who actually are innocent Disney lovers. No, no bad feelings towards you. Absolutely love you all. Genuinely do love Disney myself. The Lion King soundtrack is probably one of my favourite things of all time. So shout out to Disney lovers, except the ones who use it to groom children. All right, the next ick says, he put his hand in between my legs and asked in a baby voice, what's up here then? I, do you know what? I should have said it in the baby voice, shouldn't I? What's up here then? Oh, my God. Ugh. Absolutely nothing for you, mate. Get out of my house immediately. Do you know, in that situation, the only thing to reply is just a bit of thrush and possibly some cystitis just to really heighten the mood because the mood he has put you in is absolute disgust and abhorrent ick. Why a baby voice also? Is he the type who goes to Disneyland on his own maybe? I feel like men who go to Disneyland on their own with just their mates probably do engage in sex in this kind of manner in putting on baby voice and asking stupid questions because he knows what's up there. Were you supposed to reply in a baby voice like, my vagina, oh, this whole scenario is giving me the ick even talking about it. I hate him 
And I feel really sad for you that you had to actually experience this. And how did you even deal with it? Because I I genuinely wouldn't be able to take him seriously at all after that. I would have had to stop. What are you doing? No. What's up here then? Oh, nothing for you, you stupid freak. All right. The next ick says, he ran an Instagram account of people sitting on benches and wrote something made up about them. This has blown my mind a little bit, this one, because, like, I know I know the kind of Instagram account we're talking about here. This is like that, you know, like, Humans of NY, I think, is one of them. And I think people have done them, like, Humans of Brighton and different ones, and they just, like, you know, find random people in cities or whatever and do these kind of like deep dives into their lives. So they take these kind of like arty pictures of them sitting on a bench, looking into the distance or whatever. And it's often people with like deep set wrinkles or like tattoos all over them. And then underneath it'll be this like really deep story. Like, I'm Rory. I was a war veteran and a crocodile bit my hand off. I donated the other hand to children who have no hands in war-torn countries. You know, it's this really deep thing, and then by the end of it, you're like, oh, wow. And then everybody, like, loves the person who's featured on this bench. And now, this has just thrown me completely off track because the thought that someone is running one of these accounts and just making shit up, like, how does this process work in? Are they taking pictures of people on benches and then just saying, oh, cheers, mate, and then walking off and then writing their whole entire story... Are the people on the bench then not contacting them to say, yo, bro, like, I never had my hand bit off by a crocodile or whatever the story is. That's un- How is this working out? But I'm really upset that, that the things underneath might have just been made up by the people who run these accounts. I still have faith in humans and I still believe that they're going to be honest and telling the truth. And actually, if they're just doing it for clout and likes and gains... It's very ick, isn't it? If you want to get clout by writing stories about people that aren't even true, what the hell is going on there? Making up shit for clout. No. Okay, our final ick for today says, I went on a first date with a guy who had been run over twice before. For it to happen twice in two separate incidents is is quite, um, I think it's like being struck by lightning, isn't it? Like quite unusual, although maybe slightly more common than lightning because there is quite a few more cars around than there are lightning bolts. But you know what? I can see why you got this ick because it makes him sound like he doesn't know how to cross the road. And who wants to date someone who needs assistance crossing the road? Disclaimer, obviously, I don't mean because of any type of physical need. You know, I'm not saying don't date blind people because they might need a hand across the road. Of course, fucking date them. I'm talking men who have all their faculties, who should know how to look left and right. If they're going around getting frequently run over, I can see how that could make you feel like... Do I want to be in a relationship with this person? Are they going to be able to shut the front door when they come in at night? Are they going to be able to take my child to the soft play and not lose it under all the balls in the ball pit? 
and leave the soft play and not even realise that the child is still there trapped under the balls. You know what I mean? It gives you those vibes like he's going to hurt himself and me and potentially any future children that we have. And I think that is where your ick has come from. Although it's very sad because from the other side, if I'd been run over twice before, just in some freaky incidents that were absolutely not my fault, I'd be really angry if people got the ick for that and judged me for that, especially because I, if I had been run, I've never been run over even once, but if I'd been run over twice, I am telling you, you'd be hearing about that story pretty regularly. I'd probably even do a Monday podcast episode about it. And then if people were like, oh, well, we can't take her seriously anymore. We can't trust her anymore because she just goes around getting hit by cars all the time. I thought I'd be really upset about that. So, um, no, I don't support this ick, but I fully understand it. Hi, guys, it's me, and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now, I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty gritty with all your dating dilemmas. So I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's move on to... Is this a red flag? Which, as it says on the tin, is a time when people ask me if something that they have experienced is a red flag or not. And then I'll tell you what I think about it. So, today's first Is This a Red Flag says, Is making fun of one's ethnicity as banter a red flag? I've had it from a lot of my past boyfriends. I'm half Turkish, so a lot of kebab jokes and things like that. And I just don't find it funny, and it keeps happening. Oh my God, yes. Big red flag. It's racism. Ethnicity jokes are only funny if you're from the same ethnicity. Like, I can't tell Turkish jokes or Arab jokes or black jokes, but Turkish, Arab and black people can. If you're from that group... It's about who holds the power in that scenario. And if you've got, if you're in a relationship with somebody or not even holds the power, but it's just, if you're not from that ethnicity, you cannot make that joke. You just cannot. It's not funny at all. It's childish at best and deeply offensive and harmful at worst, you know? And if it makes you uncomfortable, then it's a red flag, even if I didn't agree it was. Does that make sense? If I'd have come on here and I'd have said, that's not a red flag, it's okay for people to take the piss out of, you know, our backgrounds and our ethnicities, as long as they're only joking and and whatever. But if I'd have said that, but them doing it makes you feel deeply uncomfortable, then it's a red flag for you. Obviously, I'm not saying that and I wouldn't say that. But if you're experiencing something with with men or with the people that you're dating that feels like, nah, this doesn't feel right, doesn't matter what anybody else's opinion is of that, that is a red flag for you. All right, the next one says, is it a red flag if they tell you that you're getting fat and they don't want a fat girlfriend? They don't have a toned body themselves. 
I feel like everybody listening is going to be like, uh, yeah, possibly one of the most commonly biggest fucking red flags. First of all, telling you that you're getting fat is horrible. Nobody has the right to do that. And especially in those terms, you're getting fat, babe. Who's that helping? It's not going to help anyone to hear that information. I guess the only way, and sometimes this might be something that could feature in a long-term relationship, was if you notice that both of you, you know, you've become a bit more sedentary, you're both eating more or drinking more, and you're both like piled on the pounds over Christmas or whatever, it might be okay to say, oh, I'm getting really conscious of my weight at the moment. Do, do, like, do you feel like we've, we've both put on a bit of weight over Christmas? Do you want to join me in, like, you know, getting on, you know, joining a gym together or whatever? That is the only way in which it is acceptable to raise, you know, a partner's weight. It's never acceptable to raise it in a way of, like, you're getting fat. Like, if, if oh, and it is it's a nuanced one, isn't it? Because actually sometimes partners can put on weight And that can have an impact on how much you fancy them. But saying, you're getting fat and I don't want a fat girlfriend is not going to help anyone. And in fact, I don't think this person even should have a girlfriend. It sounds really fucking narcissistic and a bit gross, you know? If he doesn't want a fat girlfriend and you're getting fat, he can go. He doesn't need to tell you that you're fat or make you feel uncomfortable. Your weight is nothing to do with him and he has no right. He either loves you or he doesn't. He's either invested in you or he's not. He either wants you or he doesn't. And if he wants you and he's going to marry you and he's going to be with you for the rest of your life, then he needs to accept you at fat and skinny and everywhere in between. Because we all change, you know, and weight fluctuates. And and really, the people that we end up with should be people who we love for their soul and their core and their who they are within. You know, I know it's a cliche, but realistically, shut up. Big red flag, I would drop the weight and that weight not being your weight on your body, the weight of him. All right, the next one says, is it a red flag that he wouldn't have sex with me, something to do with my transfer of energy, but that he enthusiastically accepted a blowjob? <sighs> what I would like to know is, was the blowjob before or after he declared this. Did you enthusiastically give him a blowjob and then he said, I actually don't want to have full sex because transference of energy, like full-on spiritual fuckboy vibes, or was a blowjob after? And if after, then you need to learn not to give blowjobs to absolute fucking tools. He is a twat. And I'm not blaming you here at all, but he did not deserve a blowjob. If he said... I can't have sex because of energy transference and then you've gone down on him. He did not deserve that blowjob. Unless you really wanted to because you absolutely love giving blowjobs and they really turn you on. Obviously, that's your prerogative. But I do think it's a red flag to say that he wouldn't have sex with you because of your transfer of energy. Does it? Where's the energy coming from? So what he's saying is there is no transference of energy from mouth to penis but there is from vagina to penis. You know, and I'm not shitting on anyone's spiritual belief who, who, who do believe that sex is a transference of energy. And of course it is. Sex is a transference of energy. And absolutely, if you are fucking with some nasty bastard 
then that energy is going to be in your life and it is going to affect you, but not because it has magically transferred from their penis or vagina or bumhole to you, but because their energy is going to, you know, we exchange energy. What they bring to your life is going to be a drain of your energy. But there is, you know, of course we transfer energy when we are having physical relationships with people, but it is not a magical transference that goes from one part of your body, but not through another. If you are able to pass bad vibes through your vagina, then you can certainly do it through your mouth onto their penis too. So actually, yeah, it's a red flag because he's being very inconsistent with his spiritual belief system and is using it to get pleasure himself whilst presumably not giving pleasure in return. So yeah, absolute red flag as far as I am concerned. And let's move on to our Friday night reminder. And I can't believe I haven't done this one yet because this is one of the biggest, most important dating-based Friday night reminders. And that is very cliched. No message is a message. And obviously, this isn't a blanket policy, you know? Someone not replying because they're on an 18-hour shift in a coal mine where there's no signal isn't a message. But I'm talking about if you've slept together or been on a date and not heard from them the next day when previously they'd been in contact frequently, you know, or when they simply don't reply for 24 to 48 hours after previously having had like pretty good consistent communication. That is a message. And consistent communication is also a message, you know? If someone is regularly in touch with you and you know where you stand and you don't feel anxiety about their messaging, that is a message. Most of us look at our phones multiple times a day. Tell the truth. Like, you know when people are like, oh, I was really busy. Were you? Because I've done three poos today and I had my phone in my hand every single time. And there is no reason why during those poos, I could not reply to the people who I'd left on red. You know what I mean? Maybe he's constipated. Who knows? But most people have their phones in their hands most of the time. And you know, I was going to say like, don't double text or whatever. You can. You can double text. So if you've sent a message and they've not replied for 48 hours or whatever, their silence is a message. And I would take that as a message. But there is nothing wrong with you then messaging and saying, are you all right? Are you alive? Still got your phone? Maybe with a bit less attitude and confrontationalness than that. There's nothing wrong with that. But then after that, don't triple text. Then you just look like a lunatic. So I hope you are not in that situation this weekend. And if you are, fuck them. Block, delete, move on. And tune in next Monday for whatever we give you, which I'm sure will take your mind off the fact that you've not had a message. It might not, but anyway, come on my page, chat to the people on there, join the community, get involved in comments, and that will certainly make you feel better about whatever it is that you've got going on. Anyway, I hope you have a fabulous fuck person free weekend, and I'll see you, as I said, on Monday. Love you. Bye. La la la, let me explain. And this has been a Sony Music Entertainment production.